Welcome to this week's Promo Chat Deep Dive. This week, we're really excited to have Roger Burnett from Social Good Promotions. Welcome, Roger. Hey, hey. So I think this is actually your first time on Deep Dive or our whatever we've called it in the past. That is correct. Yes, but you are an active promo chatter. So welcome to the video version of Promo Chat. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's, it feels like I like graduated or something. Like, yeah, I've been recognized got, by my peers got, now. Got to the next level. <laughs> yeah, no matter that you've got your own podcast, that you've been in the industry for years, now you're part of the Deep Dive video. I have truly arrived. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're here. <laughs> I love it. Well, you had so many tweets this week. This week we were talking about solution selling, and it was very hard to narrow down what we wanted to cover. So we're yeah. actually going to cover a bunch of yours. Okay. Uh, just because you know you're on it once, and you can't just do one tweet. We've got to we've got to throw it all in here. <laughs> Fair enough. So our first question for you was: We said. So our tweet was, it's a great chance to change conversations to the trends and demands that you're responding to. What are you seeing in the market that all parties need to know about from design to societal to everything is important. And you went, present credibility and authority to be seen as an expert and not merely a salesperson. Sounds like these are the trends we've seen most effective in employee attraction for 21 to 29 year old females versus, do you want to do some pens for the job fair? <laughs> <laughs> and then our other question was like, I mean, you're not doing these as direct answers. These are all part of threads, which was amazing because Pro and Chat was a conversation. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. There was a lot of activity going on last week. It was, it was it, really lively. It was a very lively chat. It was really fabulous. It was kind of one of those when you narrow it down, you're like, oh, I want to talk to everyone about this. Right, exactly. <laughs> so our question was, what's the difference between communicating new products versus new ideas? And Way on promotions actually when it is a marketing idea that generate, generates need for the promo product. BMW doesn't sell you a car, they sell you a need that you didn't know you needed. Successful distributors sell the idea of how a promo is needed before anything old or new. So way on promotions is probably going, well, I should be part of this deep dive as well. <laughs> That's a good but one. we're pinning on your response, which was it's not the products, it's what they're able to do when executed properly. Unfortunately, the buying side of the table doesn't accept our ability to educate because too few of us are, to be, are able to be the teacher. Okay, there's a lot there. What do you <laughs> Well, you guys asked the question afterwards about the notion of teaching and what, what that would represent and what it might feel like. And, um, you know, this is all about approach. So when you are make, making yourself available in the context of promotional marketing to a buyer, oftentimes it's what you share that will dictate how you're considered by the buyer. So if, and, and right, wrong, or indifferent, our industry has had this terrible affliction of being product focused, right? And when you start with product, you immediately begin the discussion of it's a thing in my hands. And the first question anyone asks themselves if they have something in their hands is how much does this cost? Yeah. Right? And if you, if you start there, you immediately focus the conversation right in the place that you don't want to live. <laughs> so by uh, spending time in an education mode, you tend to, that's where you're going to add your value that the product then will underpin. But uh, it's far more difficult to quantify what the value of that teaching is, both from I as the seller, how much value should I assign to the teaching that I'm giving, and also the buyer on the other, on the other side of the transaction, 
you know, there's no hard or fast dollar amount assigned to education when you're getting it from someone to know how to value it in return. So we have to hope as the distributors that that buyer will value our education in the price of the product that they pay. Yeah, right? that so, they see your value, that they see why, why should they go through you versus Amazon? Like that's you being a teacher and you bringing your experience is your selling point, is your solution. Yep, and what Amazon can never do is explain to the buyer all of the ways that that product that they're about to buy could be most effectively used. So granted, they may be making that purchase on Amazon and it may even be the right thing for them to purchase, but they may not in execution use it to the best of its ability. And that's where our value to be able to explain how to best use that product to the end buyer is really where that, you know, that is absent unless somehow in the Amazon reviews, there's someone who's shown equal amounts of value. Maybe there's a lot of those reviews. <laughs> yeah. But who, you know, I mean, Here's Usually it's the color is the color. Yeah. <laughs> um, so here's my question is how do you make yourself a teacher? Like how do you become a teacher in this way? Because I know there's clients out there who are very much of like, yeah, no, I just need pens. Just get me pens. Don't tell me like I need, I need something to give away a trade show. How do you turn your role into being a teacher where you say like, here's how here's why you need it. Here's how you should sell it. And here's what you should do for it. Like how do you do that without, without losing the buyer in some way. Yeah, it's funny. Oh gosh, I should pull this. We, I, I've written an article literally about this. It's called the connection <laughs> continuum. And the idea is we as salespeople should have solutions for every kind of buyer that we want to sell to, right? And frequently there's a, a, a disconnect between the buyer and the seller that starts right at the very beginning genesis of the conversation. I, as a really savvy, awesome, experienced salesperson, often come to a new encounter wanting to be transformative for you. I want to rock your world. I want to change everything that you do and make it be the best that it could possibly be. When in reality, the person on the other side of that transaction just wants to buy something. And if you're trying to be transformative when someone wants to buy something, the likelihood of you getting a sale is very small. So frequently from the teaching perspective to me the notion is to be able to first start with an understanding of where that buyer is in that continuum and having a set of solutions already built for that person when you find them where they're at so your questioning becomes much more about connecting with that person where they are on the continuum and then bringing all the solutions that you've already created based on your experience to that person in that space once you've figured it out because otherwise you know, if I'm, I'm trying to sell you a inventory solution with a web program and periodic releases for all of your employees, when in reality, you just want to buy a hundred shirts, you know, the yeah. likelihood of us doing business with one another is probably pretty slim. Yeah. And then, and, and that's where you're like, okay, you got to listen to your own client and what they want there. So, well, even just knowing that that's the place that you should start. Right. Yeah. And, and, and arriving at that location with that customer at that moment, oftentimes is like the seeds of credibility are sown right in that moment because they realize like, oh, this guy really totally gets me, understands where I'm at and isn't trying to do this crazy thing that the five other people tried to sell me on. He's just trying to meet me where my needs are at. Mm -hmm. Cause it's so important. It's like, I think, so this whole conversation of solution selling got 
came from me being incredibly frustrated after doing enough tabletop shows where people are walking up and going, what's new? Mm -hmm. And if you don't know what I do, I do entirely custom awards, like entirely, like from the bottom up. And so I'm like, well, have you worked with us before? If not, everything's new. So everything, everything I do is new. Right. So my rant came out of this thing of like, they should be asking me what's working, who's buying what, who's doing this. And, and that becomes like, you know, if you, if your client, if you're not pushing your client to dig deeper on the why of what they want, then you're also not, you're walking in and going, well, what's new? And it's like, okay, yeah, we launch all these new products. But, you know, I think Alva Gorda was the one that said, like, we launch things from responding to trends. We right. launch things like looking to see what's moving, what markets are growing. And, and if you're not, and so the just suppliers have that information. So if you're not going in and saying, like, what's working, what are you responding to? It means that you're also not asking of your client, like, what's working for you? What do you need? Where are you going? What is what is this? So like the teaching happens on so many different sides here of like not just listening to one side. I, in, in my career, one of the um, roles that I had was a, a, a director position where I was trying to convince salespeople that sold print to also sell promotional products. And it's a very interesting dichotomy when, so if I said to you, let's go get dinner and you said, well, what kind of food do you want? And if the minute I get, respond with an answer, you're immediately going to think of a place that <laughs> equates to yeah. like, if I said Italian food, you'd be like, oh, we should go to this Italian restaurant. It's fantastic. Chances are you wouldn't go to that same restaurant for a hamburger, even if the hamburger was fantastic. Because in your mind, you correlate Italian food and that restaurant, not a hamburger. Hamburger, you go someplace else for. Mm -hmm. So when we were trying to convince the uh, print people to sell promotional products, they were leery of it because it was a different language for them. And because they already had a solid base of print business in the account, it was sort of like, if I go and speak a different language, I might risk the business I already have instead of seeing it from the perspective of, if I learn a new language, I'm going to get a whole new set of business from someone who already trusts me. So, in much the same way, because promotional marketing is so vast in the amount of things that you could sell, oftentimes we get comfortable with just that part of promo that we're comfortable selling frequently. And when we walk by all of this other stuff that the company is buying, including awards, for fear of not sounding like an expert in that space, right? And in reality, it's all just curiosity. It's all just asking your customer, like, hey, where do you get that from? Or, you know, what's, what's the backstory around this beautiful award that I see right here? And it's taking that extra step of just asking the question. Oftentimes, that'll be the difference between you suddenly picking up award business that maybe you've been walking by all of this time. Oh, yeah, because I hear all the time, oh, my clients don't do awards. I'm like, they do. They do yeah. awards. Just not <laughs> They're looking. just doing it with someone else. Yeah, and you're just but not yeah. looking. Yeah. But it's yeah. so true, that idea of language is that I think we all, we get stuck in what we think everyone else is talking. Like, this is our language. This is what we understand. Well, we also have to think is like our clients don't speak this language at all, but they're very fluent in their own language, like in their own industry, in their own short, like short forms, like everything else. So how do we make sure that 
we are open and listening or that when we're coming to them, we're coming to them with the smartest of what we do instead of like, you know, I can get you pens. I can get you t-shirts. It's like, you're going, okay, well you're doing this client hospitality suite. So you want to think of something that's not size related. You're doing this and this and this. And so yeah, you want to come, you want to come being able to speak their language. If not just kind of understand why they, why, what makes yours so important. Agreed. And, and again, that's all, you know, this coming back to being a teacher versus a salesperson, right? To trying to inform folks to establish your credibility so that you can be seen as an expert so that when the yeah. time comes for someone to want expert advice, they're seeking you out for your opinion. Yeah, because you sell solutions. <laughs> Try to at least. And not right? just product. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we came from, I came from, you know, sales training background that was focused on solution selling. So that's, I guess, why I was so eager to participate this week. <laughs> you have some opinions and you want to share them on the internet. Agreed. <laughs> well, Roger, thank you so much for joining us this week for your first deep dive. Hopefully there'll be another one. Yeah. And thank you to Maple Ridge Farms for being our sponsor. And Roger, where can we find you on the internet? I am found at socialgoodpromotions.com. You can find me on the So You're In Sales podcast series, which is on so any SoundCloud, iTunes, wherever you find your internet, podcast. Yeah. I'm a, I got uh, coming up on 50 episodes. Good for you. Yeah, yeah, if anyone's not a listener, it's a great podcast to listen to. Some really interesting and really fun, fun interactions going on over there. So yeah, no, I no, it. Don't just listen to my podcast. You can listen to this one. <laughs> Well, thanks again and have a great day. And remember, everyone, join us every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time. Thanks. Awesome.